0: DJ and PK, it's 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. It is time to welcome in Samson Nakua, BYU wide receiver. Samson, good morning.
1: Good morning. Good morning. What's up? How are you?
0: Uh, we're good. Name, image, and likeness is already paying off for you. Well, it's radio. I don't know about image. But name and likeness is paying off for you.
1: <laughs> yes, sir. It is a little bit. I'm trying to take advantage and trying to find some good deals there. It's some craziness out here but it's happening
2: alright since it's happening Mr. Nakua you're going to have money to get a haircut because you're at BYU now
1: <laughs> hey, haircut, shave face, clipping the toenails, clipping the fingernails, everything. <laughs> I'm doing it all right now. I'm cleaning up every little part of me right now. <laughs> oh,
0: man. All right. That's like a scene out of a movie or something. The, I think it was The Rock, right? Sean Connery, they get him out of prison, and he's got to go through the whole deal and ends up dangling yeah. some guy over the side of the building. All right. So Utah to BYU, what has been the biggest change for you?
1: Man, how you just said it right there—cutting their hair, shaving the face. Like uh, the biggest switch up, I think, is the honor code, right there. Uh, uh, no, um, honestly, there's not too much of a difference. Um, uh, I think a lot of people think there's a there, there would be a big difference between the Power Five school and then coming down to an independent into an independent um, school. Um, there hasn't really been any anything too big of a difference. Um, I mean like I said it's just honor code's a little different uh, she I think um also uh we say prayers uh before everything we do uh are <laughs> saying the prayer before we start um, our meetings uh, before we start football and that, I think that's the biggest difference right there. <laughs> How
2: has the familiarity with Aaron Roderick helped you and him helping him because he has familiarity with you uh a little bit because I think you cross paths up there at Utah.
1: Yeah, um, he was actually there my freshman year, um, and it was his last year up at the U um, before he uh, left. Um, I think it's been really good. Um, me and him were able to pick up um, right where we left off, honestly, because um, he had this offense uh, over at the U with us for a little bit uh, with us for a little bit over there, and um, it's been nice. Um, me and A Rod. Um, I've just been talking and it's been uh, learning the offense and trying to get down the little details and uh, mastering the playbook and uh, it's been really fun uh, getting him to pick his brain and uh, being uh, getting to you know reunite with him and uh, it's just been really fun.
0: Samson Samsonakuia, joining us, BYU wide receiver. So Aaron told the media. Before they announced the decision, he said, we're getting close, probably going to do it next week, but I think if you talk to the players, most of the players know. Did you know just from watching practice, because that's what he was saying, was that it was obvious enough you guys could all pick up on it?
1: Um, with uh, QB? Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, um, it, it was pretty obvious through camp. I mean, every quarterback was making plays. Um, uh, it, it was it was a big, it was a hard battle uh, between the three and the beginning, but um, as time and camp kept going on, Jaron um, uh, was able to separate himself a little bit more and with um, making plays on, on his feet and then making plays uh, throughout the air and uh, just making checks and stuff that um, just looked really advanced and um, just really looked like he was taking control and uh, just um, mastering this offense and wanting to lead us. And uh, it's been really fun to see him uh, ball out really this uh, fall camp.
2: So having watched you with the Utes, I always thought you were underutilized to an extent. You got size, you're a good runner, your hands were okay, but it never seemed like there was a breakout, you know, behind the scenes talking to people, this reason, that reason, or whatever it is. How much do you think that with a new life that you got going on at BYU, a fresh start, that you can have that breakout that I believe the skill set says you have?
1: Um, I, I totally agree with you. I think, um, you know, with the offense that was played up at Utah, you know, we, uh, it wasn't as a, uh, a big explosive air raid offense as I would have liked. And, uh, we were down more in the 12 and I mean, when you had players like Tyler Huntley and Zach Moss and Brian Thompson and just like other big players, it, it was hard for me to, and Brayton Covey too, like it was hard to get me the ball and, um, I was okay with it I was always willing to sacrifice and do something, uh. That was bigger than just for me. Um, I was always willing to help the team out, and uh, I don't, I don't ever look back and I regret doing that uh, for my years up at the U. And uh, I think that I'm uh, ready for a, a bigger role um, this next year and uh, in my last year, and I'm, I'm prepared to just show everyone what everyone doesn't think I can do, and to show them that I can, uh, I can play ball inside or outside. I can play ball wherever they need me to, and uh, I can make plays wherever. So I, I'm excited for the season, honestly.
0: So, are you going to be healthy enough here early on? Because I heard there have been a few issues early uh, going through camp here for you, health-wise.
1: Yeah, I'm going to be good to go. Um, Tight hamstrings, you know, it's been a long, hard-off season. I'm just training super hard, trying to prepare myself for a a big senior year. And um, I think just overworked the the body a little bit, but nothing, anything too serious. Um, I'll be ready to go for all season. Um, I'm just ready to play now.
2: (laughs) How about your brother?
1: Oh yeah, he's ready to go. Uh, me and him just been trying to get healthy and uh, just stay healthy and uh, be ready for season. Honestly, uh, because you know we want to do everything we can to be out on the field with this team and help them in any way possible. And um, just doing lots of rehab and getting lots of treatment in right now, and uh, we're both looking really good, ready to play.
0: So you've got Arizona coming up in the opener, and it seems a bit of a mystery because they've got a lot of transfers and they've got a new head coach. But watching film and whether it's you know former teams, their coordinator, used to coach or whatever, what have you been able to put together about the Wildcats and what do you know about them?
1: Um, that's going to be a real physical game. Um, you know, playing anyone in the Pac-12, um, it's it's going to be a difficult game always. It's going to be a tough game. Are they going to come out and play? Um, like dogs and uh we're expecting a um a good a good man man presses i i believe that they think their man is uh their one-on-one matches uh, matchups are better than ours and um we're just willing to put that to the test and see what's going to happen and uh see whose uh, players are better and uh we're excited for it honestly uh getting to play in the legion stadium getting to play a Pac-12 team off a of rip. It's going to be a, a great season to uh, showcase our talents and to show everyone what we got.
2: Yeah, you see any much any much difference between the schedules that Utah played and this schedule that you're going to play this year?
1: Um, especially with this year coming, honestly, um, and it's been my last year, I think it was really nice to come over and uh, have a schedule like uh BYU does this year because um, you know most years they're not playing too many big teams, but uh, this year they got a really good schedule. It's looking like a Pac-12 schedule, honestly. So it's not a big anything too crazy for me that I've never seen before. Um, and I think it's just perfect, honestly. It's good to just show that BYU can play with any team, and then we can show them that we can we can hang with any team too. So it's going to be a big year for us.
0: So are you hearing from any uh, Utes? I mean, obviously you got a lot of guys in your phone. you hearing from anybody now, or is everybody really taking it one game at a time and not looking at game number two?
1: Yeah, I think with uh, back up over at the U and then uh, down here uh, at BYU, everyone just really focused one game at a time. Um, I think a lot of mentality over the past years, especially for BYU, it's always beat, beat, uh, beat Utah, beat Utah, and um, I think that's a, a, something good to have, but I think with this year, we have just a bigger focus in just winning every game and making it to playoffs, making it to championships. Like, we don't want to take uh, one game and take it for granted. Like, we, we should beat them. Like, no, we want to focus from Arizona down to USC from each game one, uh, one step at a time. And uh, I think that's our main focus right now is just focus on Arizona, and then we'll worry about who's after.
2: There's a lot of talent, I think, uh, in the receivers, uh, the receiver position for BYU. Uh, how many guys do you anticipate actually getting out on the field?
1: Honestly, a lot. With the, with the offense every run and uh, no offense and just fast pace, um, conditioning is going to come into a big play right now. And uh, I know we're all well-conditioned, but injuries happen too also, and you never know. So, every man's got to be ready. Honestly, you know the game of football, it's unforgiving, and you don't know what's going to happen and someone could just be done out of nowhere. And, um, the way fall camp has been looking, everybody down from our third, fourth string is making, has been making plays throughout fall camp. Um, our walk-ons have gotten a big boost of energy since um, stuff has been changing around here. So they've been stepping up their games and been making plays out uh, during fall camp. So honestly, it's going to be amazing. Um, how me and Puga have said before, uh, we don't see a drop-off at all. Um, our walk-ons are just as good as our scholarship players, and it's just going to be amazing to see this year.
0: So when you go in no huddle, how much do they move wide receivers in and out? Are you going to move wide receivers in and out of the game? And how much do you guys have to run the repeated sprints?
1: Um, it's going to be a lot with the repeated sprints. And um, I don't know how much we're going to be able to rotate because we like to you know, keep keep teams on the edge. Right. So it's more of uh, everyone just being conditioned. And if you're really dead tired, just be ready to be sub. But, um They've been conditioning us well so we can be able to stay in there for, you know, two series, two to three series and then be able to switch out. So we, um, we're planning to stay in for as long as we can and then uh, up to Fessy when he wants to rotate. But definitely they've been conditioning us to make sure we'd be able to stay, uh, withstand the uh, play calling.
2: All right, so who's the best receiver then?
1: <laughs> oh... Uh, it's definitely me. No. <laughs> it, it's hard to say honestly. <laughs> if you really got, if anyone comes out to practice and sees the drills that we do, um, and then just throughout Skelly and team, um, the balls being spread out to everyone evenly amount and everyone has been making plays, whether it's running backs, tight ends, receivers, quarterback, like just everyone's been able to make plays on their feet with their hands, and it, it's been nice to see because. I don't know, back up at the U, it was limited with our air raid, and it was mostly give Jack Mouse the ball. The man's unbelievable. Give him the ball. He'll, he'll make something happen. So it's just really nice to spread the ball out, and uh, it's hard to say who's really the best.
2: <laughs> oh, man, he's gotten more humble since he's went south. <gasps>
1: <laughs> hey, that's what they're teaching me down here. Uh, but, man, it, it's very different down here. So I'm adjusting to everything, learning the culture down here, loving and learning. It's a, it's amazing right like, you now.
0: You just don't want to undermine Puka's confidence. That's what it is, really, right?
1: It, exactly. You know, you got you, you got to give him a little butt, uh of and confidence, make him feel good. You know, you don't want him to go pouting or anything. <laughs>
2: Does he have a sense of wanting something to prove, too? Because, you know, he came out as a as a big, big-time recruit, and it went okay at Washington, but he didn't flourish. Now he's still very young. He still has time. What's his mindset there?
1: Um, I think his, his mindset is just, uh, you know, to show people that he hasn't fallen off. Like, even though he's been gone for two years and people haven't really heard his name, but he's been doing his own big up at the, over at with the Huskies at, he just wants to come down and show people that he, nothing's changed about him. He's all about ball and that he's still that same big recruit everyone's been wanting to see and that you know, injuries or anything's not going to stop him, that he's been working and he's been putting in the work this offseason to show everybody that you know he's still one to in of the top in the state and that he just wants to come out and help us ball.
0: So you guys transferring in, how long does it take to learn the name of everybody on the team? And do you literally oh. know everybody's name right now?
1: You know, we're still getting some walk-on, so it's hard, honestly. I don't know anybody, but at first it was hard. But I remember just learning up at the U, like, uh, one of the biggest things Coach used uh, to say was that you will become us, we will not become you. And so it's like the older guys will always have to go out and, you know, stick their hand out and introduce themselves to the young guys. So, I mean, even though I was one of the newer guys, I felt like I was still a vet, and uh, even stepping into no program, I was just like, I gotta you know, put my hand out there and so introduce myself to everyone, even though I'm a new guy, and uh, it's been fun. Everyone's been really cool on the team, honestly. Of course, it's very different with everyone being married and having kids. <laughs> it's a little <laughs> different, but, <laughs> you know, I'm doing my best to try to get everyone to come out and come bowling, and I'm telling them to bring their kids, you know, it's okay, they can have family. I'll meet me over at the bowling alley, um, but it's been really fun. <laughs> so.
2: When the, we know that you guys have talked about how you wanted to be closer to family uh, in, in Utah County, where you guys are all from, where the family's from. But who was the lead or was there a lead on either of you two, you or your brother, as far as transferring to BYU? Did one have to get with the other or was it more of a just a mutual decision and that's where you ended up?
1: Um, during COVID was, a uh, was a big time when everyone, you know, came back home, football was done for a while. Um, uh, we haven't had that, we haven't had that break from football in, uh, dude, I don't know how many years, honestly. So, you know, having that break and being able to come back home was, was a blessing to disguise, honestly, and, uh, being able to spend time with grandma and mom. And, um, at that time when, uh, we were back home, um, Puka was actually the first to notice and, uh, say something about, um noticing our grandma was sick and uh, that he could notice a, that he was noticing a change in just her mood and her body and just like her getting smaller and um and so when uh, Puka pointed that out, um, that's when we started taking it to the doctors more and started running more tests and uh, we were able to find that she was uh she actually had cancer and um and so when uh we found that out, Puka brought it more to to my attention, uh, saying that, you know, he's uh that me and him have both done our time, um, away from home. And, uh, he felt like, you know, there was something pulling him back home, uh, especially with, uh, what's happened to your grandma. And, um, uh, I felt like after he brought that to my attention, uh, me and him uh, both just took our time and, uh, saying our prayers and, uh, just really thinking about it. And, uh, then finally, just one day we called each other and, uh, just made the decision. It was time to come home. Um, it was best, um, to come be with grandma and be with mom, uh, through what's happening and just help take care of her. And so I think the biggest thing was Puka and just talking about it and then us just finding it for ourselves to find out that this was uh, the best move for us.
0: So how's she doing?
1: Um, you know, we're, every day we're just staying with her, you know, just trying to make make it her best time, whatever she wants to do. We were, we're trying to do it. She loves going to walk to walking at the mall so we go take her to the university mall in the morning go walk around with her you know go see at starbucks she loves a fresh smell of coffee um just whatever she wants you know you know cancer's never good it, 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 it's happening quick so we don't know when um how fast it's going to happen and so just doing whatever she wants honestly whatever is making her happy we're just trying to be there she just loves hanging out with us so we Sometimes we just go, we'll go over sit at the house with her and just you know sit outside and lay around, have the dogs run around us, and uh, she just wants to be home with the family. So it's been fun, honestly.
0: Well, Samson, we appreciate you coming on. Best wishes to your family, obviously, uh, going through this, and we're looking forward to watching you uh, throughout the season, and we're looking forward to having you on every Monday morning throughout the season.
1: Yes, sir. I'm excited, and it's going to be a crazy year. Uh, You guys definitely uh, stay tuned. It's going to be fun.
0: We'll be here. Name, image, and likeness for the win, Samson. Yes,
1: sir. You guys have a good one. Thank you so much. All
0: right. Thank you, Samson. Samson Nakua, BYU wide receiver, is going to join us every week all season long now that the NCAA has decided that type of thing is okay. And coming up, Nick Ford, Utah offensive lineman, is going to join us every Monday morning all season long now that the NCAA has decided that kind of thing is okay Nick's coming up next stay with us DJ and PK it's 97.5 1280 The Zone
3: The Big shoe. The Big Show with Jake Scott and Gordon Monson Football Fridays, Coach Mac Alema Harrington. I promised a story from you, Mac. You got about 5,000 of them. Right. Give
2: our listeners a well, good they... story,
3: and Alema's going to fact check. Okay. Probably
0: the one that would be more prevalent would be the first time we beat BYU mm. down there. That really changed the whole complexion with the BYU Utah thing. So I go to my church on Sunday, you know, the Mormon church in my
3: neighborhood. <laughs> I go strutting in there. Hey, <laughs> <you go. laughs> None of the BYU people showed up to church on oh. Sunday. By the way, fact checkers, 87.3%. accurate on that story.
0: The other stuff was just to make it entertaining, which is acceptable.
3: (laughs) Catch the Big Show weekdays from 2 to 7. Presented by Big O' Tires, the team you trust. On 97.5, 1280 The Zone, in the Zone Sports Network. Football
0: Friday is presented by Mountainland Supply, where the pros go for plumbing, landscaping, irrigation, agricultural irrigation, HVAC parts, tools, and safety equipment. Find a location near you at mountainland.com. DJ and PK, it's 97.5 at 1280 The Zone. Nick Ford is going to join us here in a few minutes talking Utah football. Samson Nakua at 7 o'clock. Mondays all season long. Nick Ford at 7.30 on Monday mornings all season long. And finally, game week, PK. You get a little little taste of week zero football.
2: They weren't very good games. Still got to watch uh, football. but To me, it's week one. But, uh, yeah, I did. I watched two games, well, th- most, uh, probably about half of Utah State. Utah State, that'd be Southern, Southern Utah, Utah and San, San Jose State. I mean, it went about as expected. San Jose State had a very good team last year. Uh, it seems like when they have a quarterback and Starkles, a quarterback reminds me when they had fails a few years back, they're good. So, uh, you know, it's hard to expect a Big Sky team to... Step up like that. And now the Southern Utah, I mean, they saddled them, I assume, O two. 2 They got the Devils on Thursday. But uh, was disappointed in Hawaii. Not that I know a lot about Hawaii. I'm not going to pretend that I do. Um, but they got smoked right out of the gate. Yeah. Didn't even hang with them for a little while. Yeah. 24-3 to at the end of the first quarter. Right. Right. Uh, you know, but the Bruins are improving. And so I don't know how many games they're going to win, but I expect them to be much better And being able to compete. And they're going to be a much tougher team to beat than they have been the last few years, which stands to reason. I mean, this is Chip Kelly's fourth year. If you're not going to get better now, when are you going to get better? Uh, With the next coach? uh, You don't know that, though. (laughs) I mean, Maybe with the next coach, but not with this one? Right. Because like most of these teams in the conference, every coach since Donahue has been fired. Right. Right? Same thing with Arizona. Same thing with the Sun Devils uh and i could probably go through and say some more but i just happen to, you know they're in the south obviously and i know those teams uh, intimately having worked in both markets for many years so but it was fun to have it back and it'll be fun to have it back thursday and saturday and so forth
0: All right, time to welcome in Nick Ford, Utah offensive lineman. He joins us on the Smart Rain guest line. It's no secret that Utah is in an extreme drought. That's why Smart Rain is a solution for any commercial property concerned about water consumption while managing irrigation. Find out more at smartrain.net. Nick, good morning.
1: Good morning, boss man.
0: We are happy to have you on, happy to have you on every week, all year long. I'm curious with name, image, and likeness, uh how much is this how, how many offers are you getting how much of your time is this taking up as you prepare for the season
4: um i'm getting quite a few offers me personally i'm not uh devoting a large sum amount of time to it because you know i personally feel like football is more important i got more important things to worry about and the position i'm in it's in care of this team so i mean i'm keeping a good balance but mainly focusing on football
2: What's it like, man? Did you imagine coming out of Pedro that you ended up going out of Utah being rich?
4: <laughs> uh, <laughs> nah, I mean coming out of Pedro, I mean small time kid, I didn't really even really think I was gonna get a scholarship and then all the scholarships started flooding in came out here in January and tanked up his shorts in the snow and kinda blew my mind and it stuck with me. <laughs>
2: Uh take tough and shorts. That's well, that's You know, what you got guess. the ocean view there. If you get up high, you can see the Great Salt Lake. It's the same thing.
4: Oh, no, not at all. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so, as you uh settle
0: in for this year and obviously you're coming off a uh, a really weird year that was completely different, but you are the voice of experience when you talk about taking care of the team. You've been in a leadership role for a while, but now more than ever, I suppose how different is it
4: um different in terms of what
0: your life i'm i'm curious anything in the program different places you've had to take on different oh. roles or if it's just kind of the same deal you get different voice in uh in meetings that kind of stuff and on the
4: field i think it's pretty pretty much the same i mean the the coaches harp on a players led program here um being you know like the leadership and all that it just means that you know i have a high respect within the program between my teammates because the teammates are the ones who elect everything. So, you know, that's nice to know. But, I mean, all all the time I've been here, I've been taking care of people, whether it's, you know, rides or extra film or extra work on the field. I've always devoted my time to help my teammates out. So this team could be the best.
2: So Coach Whittingham, when they talk about the depth chart, uh, said it was going to be released last week, and it was. But he also said that there's some spots in the offensive line that weren't 100% set now we're in game week. Obviously, what's the status there?
4: Uh, you know, everyone's getting healthy and doing what they can. Um, you know, football is rough. It is what it is, and we'll see how that lineup shapes up. Uh, you know, when we do play on Thursday, but I know 100 percent. Whoever lines up is going to be, you know, they're going to be ballers.
0: How much does how much do things change based on which five guys are able to go?
4: Um, And honestly, I don't think it changes much at all, which is the scary part. Um, That's, like, my biggest upside with this team is that no matter anywhere, offense, defense, offensive line, quarterback, safety, wherever it is, like if somebody gets hurt and the next person has to come in, the production drop-off is going to be very slim to none. Like, everyone on this team has been here for a while, is really athletic and knows what they're doing and – yeah, the, it's these guys are special <laughs> so
2: you have some natural ability obviously to play football and you also have some natural ability to lead I think that's been evident as we've watched you uh, come up from uh, Southern California and integrate yourself into the team and into the community, could you tell us about some of the stuff though that you're doing also off the field that people may not know about because following some of your stuff you're doing some real important things out there
4: yeah, for sure. I mean, you know, I got the opportunity to work uh, with a foster care system, You uh, Utah foster care. Um, so I've always liked cooking. That's always been a part of my life. And, you know, I got the opportunity to um, get a large sum of food and cook it. And I didn't want to have some type of food to be like, you know, everything they get all the time, like sandwiches or whatnot. And um, yeah, so I wound up cooking, feeding them. And, it was a really good time, you know. I like to devote my time helping out people. Go after my time to like schools and stuff, and trouble kids, and I mean, I just love giving back to, especially the kids and the youth of the community because I that's where a lot of stuff starts. I mean, once we get older and whatnot, they're gonna be the ones running around the town, and making sure everything's taken care of. So as long as they have a good upbringing, I think it's gonna shape the community in a good way.
0: So what was the motivation for working with foster care kids? Is there a, is there a backstory, something that really got you interested?
4: Um, so I got this opportunity with Block Party U. Uh, they were talking about they fund the event, and they just wanted me to cook and come out. And, you know, I thought it would be something that was cool. Um, then I started looking into the foster care system and uh, talking to my friends around campus. Uh, it turns out, like, there's a lot of Polynesians out in Utah who are in that system, and, you know, it's done a lot of people well, and, some of the people who I know are actually in that system. So I think it was just a good way to give back to the people, you know, who have uh, benefited from the foster care system and also give back to the parents who are providing those benefits for those people.
2: Yeah. I mean, I know a little bit about the foster care system and it can be uplifting and it also can be the biggest struggle that you could possibly have. And a lot of these kids that are involved in this, I mean, they have a lot of odds to overcome. Were you able to meet, or how many of these young folks who were actually in the system did you get to interact with?
4: Uh, Quite a bit. They came by, um, you know, said hi, drive, drop cars and stuff, a little quick conversation. We didn't want it to be a huge interaction thing because COVID and oh. everything that's going on. So it was more like a drive up, say hi, you know, talk a little bit and go on. And I can see that they're very thankful and, you know, it, it, that filled my heart, you know, seeing that they were thankful and seeing them give me cards. I mean, all those cards are still on uh, my dashboard of my car to this day. Um, so, you know, it's a little reminder that keeps me going. But, I mean, uh, I wish I could have interacted more, but just to keep them safe and me safe, you know, we just had a quick interaction so nobody got sick.
0: So is this the kind of thing you've uh, shared with your teammates and gotten them involved in, or is this uh, is this Nick Ford time and you just kind of keep this to yourself? <laughs>
4: No, it's something I it's something shared. I mean, even one of my friends' dads came and helped pass out food. And I think Solo's going to do something next, and I'm going to help him out. I'm pretty sure. And there's other people like Kyrie's Ron who wants to get involved and whatnot. And You know, I don't want it to make it a show to where, it's like, oh, Nick Ford's doing this for the community, Nick Ford's doing that. I want it to be, you know, Utah football's doing this, Utah football's doing that because a lot of the kids on this team, old men on this team, You know, really do care about the community and give back and that's not always shown in the media and I mean which we have no problem with because the only thing that really matters is that you know the kids or the homeless people or whoever it is that we're talking to interacting with and helping you know as long as we get a smile from them at the end of the day it doesn't matter you know if the world sees
2: You guys had a quarterback competition that went on until pretty close to the end of uh, training camp and then now you're in game week obviously going forward uh, with you as a center, were you able to tell any difference in terms of the quarterback and the final analysis? Does it matter to you who is uh, may, who is playing the position?
4: Uh, no, not at all. I mean, from a center to quarterback perspective, I mean, I didn't even know until the depth chart was released, and I, you know, I was kind of shocked because everyone was saying, "Oh, um, they released the," uh, someone said the starting quarterback already, like, and I was sitting there like, "Yo, what?" I'm like, I didn't even know this. And then they released the depth chart, and I was like, "That's crazy," because like, it it was really kept under wraps. Like, I had no idea they were splitting the reps; they were both balling out. And uh, from a performance standpoint, like like I just said, like I mean, they were both balling out. There's no absolute worries whatsoever where they come to, you know, running running the ball. They both have good feet. Throwing the ball, they ha- both have really good arms, and you know, just reading a defense and being confident and all that stuff. They're all really talented.
0: So does it matter that much to you which guy's on your left and which guy's on your right, if it doesn't matter to you which guy's behind you? Say that again? Does it matter to you who's to your left and your right? Is the offensive line, because Kyle said there could be injuries and shuffling, as you interact with those guys and you act as one unit, does it matter a lot who's on either side
4: of you? Uh, I would say yes and no. I mean, the longer you work next to somebody, you kind of figure out their you know their do's and don'ts. And, um, we have a lot of experience in the room and I've worked a lot, alongside a lot of them. And, uh, in re- in the recent week or so, you know, we've been playing together and, uh, we have a good chemistry and I do understand, you know, who's, you know, what, what they're good at, what they're not good at. And, uh, we kind of build off of that and having just a steady offensive line right now going into the game has been slightly comforting, but, in the overall picture, the talent level and the uh, fundamentals are the same throughout the room, which is something that is more important because oftentimes you see a drop off. You know, when you have a different guy come in and the, uh, there's not a drop off, and w- the fundamentals, whether it's you know reading the defense or whether it's footwork or anything, they're exactly the same for everybody, which is way more important because you can always tell someone what to do but you can't always tell someone how to do it.
2: So covering football for Utah for many, many years, it seems like they have always had a great running back, and this year with the tragedy that happened to Ty Jordan leaves the running back position, at least at Utah, uh, very inexperienced. But the tradition is there, the pattern is there, the mindset is there. How confident are you that you'll still be able to, even though we don't necessarily know who's going to get the bulk of the carries, we'll still have productive run game because, really, offensively, that's what the Utes have been known for?
4: I have no worries in the world about that at all. You know, there, you know, rest in peace, Ty. Love that man. His, his blocker is real close to mine. And, you know, I think about that boy every day. See his sure every day. He's his highlight every day. But, I mean, in respects to that, the running backs that we had come in, You know, are absolute monsters. They're they're all different types of running backs, and then Makai Bernard really sprouted this offseason. It became the back everyone know knew he could become. So, I mean, at the end of the day, whoever gets the ball, it's going to be a different style of run, but it's going to be very productive. And Coach Ledwood does a good job of putting people in the position in which you know they help the offense the most and what they're good at. So, you know, different packages, different formats, different whatever, Coach Ludwig will get his athletes where they shine the most, and he's definitely done that with all the running backs. So, kind of ties back into me saying, you know, they all have different styles of runs, but they're all going to be very productive.
0: Nick Ford, Utah offensive lineman, joining us. Do you get a pretty good idea who it's going to be, even if you're not supposed to say right now, or is running back a position where you really have to get to games because you've got to see how guys are tackled and who can break tackles and none of the early whistles from the coaches or the, the referees they bring hmm.
4: in? Um, me, personally, I don't, I don't have a, a big feel on it right now. I mean, all, like I said, all our backs are talented. And, you know, that's usually what happens, Um, you know, we get into season and we see, you know, how productive people are, how good they are, what they do good, what they do bad. And um, it's kind of like a trial run, the first couple drives and, you know, seeing, you know, is this really what it's shaping up to be? And in my eyes, in all honesty, I think every back is going to shape up to the way that they're performing in practice. So whether, you know, it's going to be real hard for Coach Mack to decide in my opinion,
2: Hmm. Well, I, I, I guess it was sort of that way last year too. There was a bunch of guys coming in there, and eventually uh, pe- people emerged. So uh, the same type of situation, even if it takes two, three games, whatever it might be.
4: I believe so. Um, I really do believe so. But I'll, I also believe that the talent level is so high at every one that, like I said, it's gonna be it's gonna be a hard choice, and I am unsure.
0: So the one place that uh, you get a really good view, because as offensive linemen, you know, there's a lot of stuff happening behind you. But the one thing you really get a good view of is the D-line. And the D-line has this reputation for being, always being eight guys deep, being able to rotate guys in and out. Have you already been able to, uh, to assess that and identify how good your D-line is?
4: Oh, yeah, without a doubt. I mean, they, they condition the offensive line through practice, leaving us in for multiple drives. And we'll see the first, second, and third string defensive line rotate in, and yeah, they are—they are all ridiculous. I mean, you know, they're—they're they're all conditioned too. That's just this, their style of play. They rotate during the games, and offensive linemen don't. So that's how we kind of keep conditioning from time to time. And I mean, from the very top to the quote-unquote bottom of the list, which isn't a bottom of a list, they're—they're uh, they're really ridiculous, strong, long, hefty guys that are going to step holes, get movement, and really, really terrorize an offense.
2: With this uh, name, image, and likeness spiel, I mean, you're a popular guy. Did, did you handle it yourself, or did you get people to help you?
4: Uh, I handled it myself for the most part, but at the same time, I really haven't done much. Um, I've gotten a lot of opportunities, uh, which I've read through and seen, and you know, had some people overlook, um, mainly being compliance because we got to go through our compliance system. And um, there's a lot of deals that I just, you know, felt like they're pretty good. Um, But I just wanted to, you know, focus on football and whatnot and make sure that this was the best year because we have something really special. So I felt like the development of the team was way more important than any NIL deal at the moment.
0: So, how about your teammates? Are is the nil thing kind of being spread around the roster a little bit, or are there, you know, a few guys who've had bigger roles in the past and have bigger names and bigger presence who are who are the ones being contacted the most?
4: Uh, I think it's being spread. I mean, like recently, there's a uh, Moochies reached out to us and did a, the entire offensive line in general, which was really cool. Um, I know that uh, like Jaron, he has a skateboard deal. So is Devin Cafusi. And I heard T.J. Pleasure got a deal. There's there's multiple people, you know, who are, are getting these deals and doing these things. But I feel like a lot of the kids on this team as well have the same mindset to where we understand the places that we could go. So we're more focused on that versus, you know, NIL and making money and doing all this stuff, which, I mean, it's always nice to make a little extra money. But at the same time, if you perform well and do well, you're not going to have to worry about that in the future.
0: Do you watch uh, much college football on the opening weekend? Check anybody out?
4: Uh, Yeah, just a little bit.
0: Who impressed you?
4: Uh, I would say UCLA. I was talking to my friend uh, Elijah Guidry, Javelin's brother, and uh, he was talking about, oh, yeah, we're going to do this, we're going to do that. I was like, all right, man, let's see, let's, let's watch it. And then, you know, them boys bought out his respect to them. They they had a really good game. Um watching it was fun. I called him after the game and, you know, we were just chopping it up. He's a real good dude. I love that dude. Love his entire family. And uh, you know, they're they're really good. I, I think so. I feel like their tempo picked up a lot compared to the past couple of years and they're getting into that, you know, Chip Kelly style offense and it's gonna that's that's a good team. I mean, like the Pac twelve, the Pac twelve in general is just field with a bunch of good teams. so.
0: Well, Nick, we look forward to talking to you all week long. Everybody's looking forward for uh, your opener as well. Thanks for joining us, and we'll talk to you again next week. Good luck. Awesome. Have a good day. Nick Ford, Utah offensive lineman, is going to join us every week, all season long, and Samson Nakua, BYU wide receiver. Thanks to both of them for coming on here this morning. DJ and PK, it's 97.5 and 12.80 The Zone.
3: It's game Cougars. Right, so to it down, down, down. And the Zone Sports Network is getting you ready for kickoff. It ain't over till it's over. The Cougars hit the road for their season opener in Las Vegas to square off against Arizona. Catch the Cougar pregame show Saturday at 730, followed by the postgame show immediately after the game. From Monday morning to the post game press conference, nobody brings you better coverage of Cougar football than 97.5, 1280, The Zone and The Zone Sports Network.
0: DJ PK, it's 97.5 and 1280, The Zone. It's a brave new world, PK. Never been allowed to pay players to come on every week and talk about their teams. Now we can. So Samson Nakua and Nick Ford will be joining us to talk BYU in Utah. Every week, all season long, the other shows lining up other players as well. So you'll get a big dose of the players' voice here on the Zone Sports
2: Network throughout the season. Okay, I mean, I don't think it's earth-shattering that they're going to get some money for it. I mean, it's, the world's going to go on. Uh, great way to go. Good for them. You know, these guys have played well and are willing to engage themselves. And so, why not? I mean, just it makes sense, and it's. It's not really that earth shattering. I think what you're going to see is the big dogs are just gonna give, be bigger doggier. <laughs> bigger and doggier. Yeah. I mean Thibodeau and Eugene, he's gonna be you're gonna see millionaires because Nike's just it's gonna be part of the deal. They know full well if I go there. And I'm a great player. Now he's going to take right care down the me. street. They're going to give me massive amounts of money. So I think, actually, for the competitive balance, it'll be bad because there's very little compel- competitive balance at the top now, anyway. Uh, but. So, price you pay. I mean, this is we we talked about. There is going to be issues, and, there, and anything that comes along is not just going to be something that, that's going to be all great without any downside. Now, Oregon's figuring there is no downside. It'll they don't they won't even have to mention it in their recruiting. They'll just simply know it.
0: It'll be understood.
2: Yeah. So, for here locally, it's just another thing that you've got to try to overcome, and let these kids get a little bit of money along the way. Great. I'm just, to me, it's it, that portion of it is not that big of a deal. The other stuff, well, the ones who have it are just going to have more of it. But the Utes, they find ways to win. That's good for them. R.J. Young has them number nine. R.J. Young and his, he dropped his top twenty-five this morning. This is fresh breaking news. He's got them at tw- at number nine. R.J. Young. I love that jersey thing where you run
0: out of air.
2: And you regroup and you start again. I mean, it's like a huddle, basically. It's a metaphor for life, man. You give all you got, you spent, you regroup, you get up, you do it again. He's
0: got the U-9. Where does he have uh, Oregon, Washington, USC?
2: Maybe your devils. you know who R.J. Young is? Absolutely not. <laughs> He's the guy from Fox who said to Kyle, you know darn well what I'm talking about. Got him. Okay, I now know. I got him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So... And he challenged Kyle when, uh, who's a rival? Uh, Meanwhile, who's a rival just builds up BYU. For Utah not wanting them to be a rival, they sure build up BYU. (laughs) That's one example. Oh, we can't play BYU next year because we're playing Florida. That's another example. (laughs) We can't play them because we're playing Michigan. That was another example. They keep trying to minimize them, but yet what they actually are doing are building them up even more than probably they deserve. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> they don't. They don't get that. And they don't get that at all. That's the ironic part of it. You can't play. Can you imagine Alabama or SC? Well, we can't play this team because we're playing BYU. I mean, we can't end up like They 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 actually continue repeatedly to pay BYU the highest form of compliments. But he has Oregon R.J. Young at number ten. So all the Utes have to do is get past SC. And uh, two words, two words, Rose Bowl, Rose Bowl, (laughs) (laughs) which is sort of symbolic of the level of progression that this program has made just years ago. You would know the year right off the bat uh, when he, Kyle, said two words, two words, bowl eligibility. I know it was five or six years ago. I couldn't give you the exact year off the top of my head, but that's what you're there for. (laughs) <laughs> and you are. You can just boom, 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 boom. I think it was 2014. I know you. You know full well. Don't be embarrassed by what I say I might be towards off by, you. I might
0: be up by one year, but I don't think I am. But Nobody I think thinks you
2: are. And if you are, no one will know because they trust you
0: 100%. It was after they had their, their two uh, yeah. five and seven seasons. Right. And the assistants didn't get the contracts. And it was a whole thing. And they beat SC to get to
2: six and one. So... Two words. Two words. Right. Bowl eligibility. So, I mean, it's not about bowl eligibility now. It's about Rose Bowl. You took bowl and moved it to second, and you replaced eligibility one word ahead with Rose. And so R.J. Young has them at nine ahead of Oregon, but he does have S.C. at seven. So right after the usual suspects of Oklahoma, Georgia, in order: House State, Alabama, Clemson, Iowa State, S.C., LSU, Utah, Oregon top 10 and then rounding out in the conference he's got the Sun Devils at 19 and University of Washington at 23. What Where do you have USC? What number? Seven. Seven. Okay. I assume that SC stands for Southern California in and not, red, not South, <laughs> South Carolina. Not South
0: Carolina. <laughs> I hate that. South Carolina needs to be South Carolina. You don't get to be USC. Sorry.
2: Well, I know <laughs> the uh, logo uh, there. I think they once had an AD way back when who went from uh, USC to USC. And then he went from our USC to the other USC, uh, if I remember correctly. I was living in California at the time. And if Maybe I'm off, but I thought that's what it was. But so, yeah, that, that, that's, that's good respect for the conference. Uh, what, five teams or four? Three in uh, the top uh, ten and five in the top 25? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. So five, that, that's about as good as the conference can expect. For being uh, an afterthought, as BYU fans will try to tell us. (laughs) BYU going to the Big 12. I've got all sorts of news on that. Yeah. (laughs) But he's telling us we got to go.
0: What is trending coming up next? Maybe we'll find a way to squeeze that in. DJ and PK, 97.5 at 1280 The Zone.